You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. James chapter 5, verse 7 to 18 is the last passage that we will talk about concerning this series. And our goal here in this message is that how can we possibly endure suffering? And how can we persevere in the midst of suffering? Because we know that we are living in a world where at times we get impatient knowing for a fact that the Word of God has promised that He will protect us and save us and deliver us from our present condition. And all of us, we do understand that wherever you are, whatever season you are in right now, whether young or, or, or old, uh, you, you'll be surprised that you are presently suffering and, and there are certain areas of your life that you're not satisfied with. And, and you're asking God for intervention. You want God to really bless you in this area. You want God to meet you where you are. We will see that indeed all of us are in fact in the same boat, that we are struggling in certain areas of our lives. All of us, we have problems. We have challenges. We are constantly struggling with a lot of, of challenges that comes our way. And we are living in a world wherein we can't help but find a solution and, and, and look for answers because we want everything to be fixed. And this is what, what, what James chapter 5, verse 7 to 18 is, is, is telling us. So if you have your Bibles right now, I want to read it from uh, my English Standard Version Bible. It says right here, chapter 5, verse 7, be patient. Wow, I don't have it. But it says right here, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door as an example of suffering and patience. Brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. And you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Verse 13, we're not yet done. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? <laughs> Let him sing praise. Is anyone uh, among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Join me in the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for what you've done this afternoon. Indeed, Lord God, at times it's hard for us to really understand what you're trying to convey and what you're trying to communicate. I pray for clarity of your message, that each and every person, Lord God, would have clarity of mind and the message would be clear so that we can translate whatever we're hearing and learning in this gathering, in this message, Lord God, that we will talk about, Lord God, will be applied every single day. Even ask, Lord God, that you cause each and every person 
to be steadfast under trial in the midst of, God, of the challenges, whether financial or relational. They will press forward because you've said in your word that greater is in us and than he that is in the world. I pray right now that each and every person will feel that they're not doing life alone. They have this community. They have you in their lives. I even ask, oh God, that you just bless even, oh God, this, this country with, with, with peace and order. I pray that you uh, allow, oh God, your will to to come into pass. Lord, I pray right now that you bring order. We just come against whatever the enemy has doomed for our country. We just declare it null and void. We declare the purpose of God. Lord, we know, Lord God, more than what's happening in our country, Lord God, Jesus is king and you're in control of our situation. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Even, Lord God, in this coming election, thank you that indeed everything will work well. I pray right now, Lord God, that indeed everything, Lord God, will will, will fall into uh, the right places, Lord God. No violence, nothing, Lord God, that is of of the enemy, Father. I just declare right now that everything will be thwarted. Let the peace and the reign of God take control. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. The first word that we have read a while ago is be patient. I don't have what it takes. I'm not patient. Okay? I want to be honest with you. I'm not patient. But the Word of God says that be patient. How many of you here, you are struggling? When you wait for something, you just can't wait. You just want to do something and, and, and somebody's raising her hand. Okay? You can't wait. Anybody here? I can't wait. I mean... Uh, if you want to kill me, kill me. I just don't want to wait. Do you understand? But the Word of God says, be patient. And we are right now in a, in a, in a generation wherein everything evolved into something faster. Everything is fast and instant. Um, are you with me? When you're downloading something, you want a faster Wi-Fi connection, right? And you blame it on, on a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, um, and, and again, you, you, <laughs> and, and you, you want fast. You want fast and instant. Dennis a while ago was trying to share his floor that he needs a wife. I mean, fine, don't, don't, don't wait, okay? That's not going to come. Same thing with the men here in this room, okay? We can't just really wait or really just, just expect things to fall uh, in the right places. But there is what we call as waiting, okay? There is a time and place for that. And the Word of God says, be patient. And the patience that we need to implore right here is from verse 7. It says right here, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. So if you are part of this gathering, probably first time for you to really come into this gathering, the goal is for us to wait for the coming of the Lord, where everything is restored. Amen. You know, we're living in a world where there's sickness, there's pain, there's, there's uh, hardships and frustrations and, and, and bitterness and crying and weeping and mourning. I mean, for once, I want everything to work well for my advantage. Before I came into the ministry, I, I tried, I failed by just thinking I'm, I'm failing. Do you understand? That's how awful my situation is. And I hope everything that I will try in this life will really succeed as well. And, and this is okay, what the world has to offer, that when you try something, you're not guaranteed that everything will work well. But I want you to take heart, ladies and gentlemen. God is simply saying, be patient. I mean, the coming here is not, it's not Him just taking dominion. His coming is that He wants to restore everything in the right order. You're hungry, you'll never be hungry. You're sick, you'll never get sick. Everything will, will work well. Everything will be perfect. Isn't that a great deal for people like, like us? Whether you're suffering or not, there's a finish line where everything will be made new again. Come on now. And we're not yet done with my message. This is just an introduction. How many of you here, you, 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 you love anything new? And you rubber shoes. Anybody? You rubber shoes. You, you want something. That is the promise of God. Haven't you noticed there's a different feeling where, when, when you're wearing something new? You don't walk, you, you, you glide. 
when you're, when you're wearing, okay, something new, it feels different, right? And this is what I want you to, to look forward and hope that, yes, we're busy every single day. We have a lot of challenges. We have a lot of hopes and aspirations. But I'm telling you right now, after what has been said and done, there is a place for all of us. God has promised everything will be perfect. So the promise for us, and some of you here are hopeless, because for years you've been, be- you've been believing God for something and trusting God for, for something, be patient, the Lord is coming. And for some of you nodding your heads and, and are simply saying, well, I know, but, but look at my situation. You're not getting it. If you're highly convinced in your heart that the Lord is coming, everything that you see and feel in this life will dramatically change. Magbabago po. Again, you know, one of the things that probably I can give you is an illustration of my kids. When they're suffering, my kids, I have a, a five-year-old, seven-year-old kid, and 11 and 12, okay? When they're suffering, I mean, they, they, won't, they won't, in the onset before they suffer, they don't ask for my help. They will do anything that's, that's irritating, you understand, as a parent, okay? And, and when they suffer, they would call on me, Dad! And, and you know what? I know that, that they're in trouble. Because they're in trouble, I will not help them. Of course not. I will still intervene and help them. Am I correct? Because my kids are convinced that when they're in trouble, I'm coming. Some of you here, you're not getting it. That God is coming. And yes, we're in trouble. And once in a while, we don't feel like God is intervening and we don't see God's intervention. You're not getting it. Some of you, you don't feel like God is around because God is simply saying, I want to I wanna grow your faith. I just don't want to come in and help you that you end up not growing in faith. There are times God would intervene. In the same manner, as we are waiting and pressing forward, probably there, there are things that you are believing God for and trusting God for and you don't, you're not seeing that, that God is complying to what you're asking God for. Whether it's granted or not, He's coming. He's coming. This is why Revelation chapter 21, John mentioned this in his vision. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth. This is the future. This is your future. If you're not convinced, I I don't know how to convince you, but it says right here, Then I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. All of this will pass away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down. Some of you here, your perception is that I'm going to heaven. Yes. But, but the new city will come down. Are you excited? You know, nowadays, from Netflix to the different movies I, 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 I would watch, I mean, th- there's always this kind of touch of a new place to be. And it's just right here. Coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Who's the bride here? church and he heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the dwelling place of god is with men he will dwell with them he will dwell with them and they will be his people and god himself will be with them as their god he will wipe away every tear from their eyes if you're depressed sad right now that is temporary the day will come that you will not weep nor cry. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. This is your future, ladies and gentlemen. So when you are in trouble, you're having a hard time in this life, just look forward. 
And if you're telling me, Pastor, why can't we just speed things up? Can we just fast forward? Because the goal is never just heaven. God wants you to go through the process of running. I don't know if you're familiar of, of, of how marathons are orchestrated. How many of you here, you've tried running a marathon? More than just crossing the finish line, and it's glorious, right? Uh, right? I mean, it, it, it's glorious to, to cross the finish line and, 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 and enjoy the moment. But the reason why you're rejoicing, not because you crossed the finish line, more than that, because of what you've been through. Do you understand? I'm almost especially with 10 kilometers, 20 kilometers, and 30 kilometers. My point for saying this, the same way in this life, you will go through challenges and troubles. And some of you here probably are saying, if I just have the money, you're not, you're not getting it. People who have money are also struggling and are having challenges in their lives. The point here is that as you journey, you will see the grace of God in your situation. That's the beauty of being a follower of Christ. This is why, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Waiting again. Being patient about it. Until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your heart. Establish your heart. For the coming of the Lord is at hand. What do you mean by establish your hearts? Because you have to take heart because in this life, there are troubles that come your way. But you're not doing it alone. Do you understand? Because you're a follower of Christ, you will have challenges. You pray for healing, you get sick. Do you understand? And God is not for your sickness, but because you're living in an imperfect world, you'll get sick. God will what? Will grant your healing probably. And if he will not, we will not take it against God. Because James 1 says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of various kinds. Because the testing of your faith will develop what? And when it's complete, it will be perfect. So whether you struggle or not, the goal is for you to be changed. Just like what he mentioned five weeks ago. The goal of life is not to be happy, but to be holy. What is holiness? Someone who's set apart for the purposes of God. So if you're a Christian and you want to be in church and you want to follow God because I just want to be happy, I want to be blessed. You will be blessed. But God is more concerned of your sanctification, transformation. Nagbabago po ang ating buhay. Because most of the time, we define happiness according to our own standards. But when you are changed, I'm telling you right now, it is the most glorious thing. Yes, God probably might not give in to what you want that will make you happy. But when you understand that the problem is not happiness, the problem is that your, your heart is not changed. Kahit ano pong gawin ng Panginoon, para pasayahin po tayo pag ang puso natin hindi nagbabago, hindi po magiging masaya ang buhay. Only when our hearts are changed. Haven't you noticed? Then, you're, you're receiving an amount of money every month for about probably 30,000, 40,000. Kala may problema ang puso. You're not satisfied. Right now, you're only receiving 5,000, but your heart is right. You're happy. Because the problem is not just God's intention of making you happy. The problem is the condition of your heart. So in this process of waiting for that day where everything will be made perfect, everything that comes your way, God has a part and God is involved. This is why be patient, the Lord is actively working. So as we anticipate the arrival of God where everything is made new, whether you pray for things or not, whether things are granted or not, as long as your heart is changed, you're in the right track. 
Pastor, I've been praying for a breakthrough. And it has been five, ten years that I'm asking God for a breakthrough. How come? I don't see the hand of God in this situation. The question with you right now, praying for five years, has it changed your heart? Yes or no? Yes. You got your prayer answered. Another scenario. You've been praying for five minutes and God granted everything. But it did not change your heart. But it was provided. Will it be, do more harm? Then good. Most of the time, yes. Because the problem is the heart. So in this journey, God wants us changed and sanctified. This is why our default, if you don't understand that while we journey towards eternity, God is working in our hearts, the tendency is like this in verse 9. Do not grumble against one another. Brother, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. If you don't understand what's happening as a Christian, you can grumble. church. My boy, pray now. Out of the blue, I mean, I've been serving in church. Waiting for that kid from kids' church, okay? Probably that's the guy that God wants to bless me with. Some of you here, you, we compare ourselves with people. I'm a good person. This person is evil. How come he's prospered by God more than I? You grumble. Because you don't understand that God loves you so much that He can't tolerate you. Did you know that God loves you so much that whatever sin you're in right now, He wants it exposed, not to embarrass you, because He loves you. He doesn't want His son enslaved. Any parent here who would take joy in seeing your kids suffering? I mean, I would even come to a point uh, in, in my life as a father that when my kids are sick, I would tell God, Lord, just can, can, I, can, I, can I ask you that you move this sickness for my son that I may suffer? Because I want him to get well and enjoy the life that you have blessed him with. Why? Because I'm a father. God doesn't want you to suffer, but because he knows your future, that as you continue to live in the dark, you will eventually suffer. He would rather drag you out of the dark and bring you to light. So if you're here right now, Eventually, if you're living in sin, you, you'll be exposed. This is not part of my message, but I felt like I need to say this, that I want all of you in this room, that if there is something that God is dealing in your heart, volunteer and say, God, I want this fixed. You can talk to me. You can talk to our victory group leaders. Because God loves you so much that He doesn't want to tolerate the condition that you are in. He wants you exposed because He wants you to be changed. This is why, as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. In fact, if you look at uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 11 or 12, the, there is, there is a, a, a chapter where the, the men and women trusted God but did not see what they, they have been hoping for. But that chapter is known as the whole of faith. You can trust God for something and not receive whatever you're believing God for and be a person of faith. Because faith is not on the things that God wants to bless you with. Faith is anchored on a person. Your knowledge of that person. That he will not give up, he will not quit, he will grant your request. So if you don't see what you're believing God for, God says as long as we're intimate. Do you understand? And when we are in trouble on our way, 
to the new Jerusalem, the new planet that God has promised us. Though we go through trials and pains and challenges, as long as you have God, everything will work well. It might not be exciting, but remember this in the midst of pain. What you need is not comfort, but the presence of God that gives comfort. You can have everything in, the, in this planet. In the absence of God, you will always be empty. Is your problem is not the things that you want and the things that you need. What you need is a relationship with God. You know that. There are days, and you know this, that you have a relationship with God, but for the past seven days, you have not talked to God. You have not opened your Bible. You don't have a fellowship with God. You know that, that it's hard to start your day. When you know that you're detached from God, and it says right here, you have heard of the steadfastness of Job. You know Job? Do you know Job? If you don't know Job, just, just eventually you'll know it, okay? Job. And you have seen the purpose of the Lord in the life of Job. And the Lord is compassionate and merciful to Job. And somebody probably uh, is not familiar of who Job is. Okay? He lost his business. His servants, his kids, except for his wife, lost everything. This is what Job said. Then Job arose and tore his robe. Isn't that a challenge? And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And some of you here, you can't even bless the name of God. When things doesn't go your way. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Why? Because Job understands this is for my benefit. And if he explain it to people who doesn't have a relationship with Christ, I don't benefit. Everything was taken from you. But how come Job can still worship God? Because he understands this is part of my transformation. God is doing something in my life because the goal of God is not just to make me happy but for me to be holy, set apart for His purposes. The more than just the things I have and I own, there is a higher call for all of us. It's an issue of your character. It's not about, 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 about what you need and what you want and what you lack. The reason why you're grumbling and complaining because you don't understand that God loves you so much that He's interested to change you and shape you though it's not really convenient for you. And a person who has a character that does not embrace and worship God in the midst of crisis is this one. But above all, my brothers, do not swear. Either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no. What's the point of this passage? Is this part of the whole chapter? Yes. Because a person who doesn't have the integrity is that instead of saying yes, he would take an oath. If you trust me, I don't have to take an oath. If I'm accountable to God, whatever comes out of my mouth is truthful. I don't have to use anything to strengthen my stance and my posture. And a lot of Christians would take an oath. You don't have to. You are a man of integrity, a woman of honor. And when you are struggling in this area, 
most of the time you need to understand that, that there, is, there is something wrong with your heart. There are times instead of rejoicing in pain that we can say it's a pure joy. Lord, to go through this ordeal because this is for my advantage, you tend to react. And when you promise something to people, you can't even give them your word because your character is questionable. When your character to God in the midst of crisis is questionable, your integrity towards men is also questionable. If you can't worship God in the midst of crisis, I'm telling you right now, you don't have what it takes to give people promises because you cannot and you will not be able to comply to it. Is anyone among you suffering? Now, mind you, this is a person who's going through something. And the question is, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Why? Because there's no other way to turn to than to God himself. And if you're here right now and all of us are in a season of, their lives that, that, uh, of our lives that we're suffering, are we responding right? The more problems that you have, I hope the more that you, you, you press forward and go to church and be with people that can pray for you and be accountable with a victory group, and the more that you grow deeper in your relationship with God and every minute of the day you pray, do you want me to teach you to pray? My formula is pray until you learn to pray. There's no magic formula in praying. It says right here, is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. It's easy to pray when you're, when you're cheerful. It's easy to sing praise when you're cheerful, but when you're sick, can you still pray? Which means James is simply saying that amidst what's happening, good or bad, you can still worship God. How many of you here, honestly, you have favorite songs? That every time our music team would render a song, when it's your favorite song, Scandal of Grace, you have a favorite song that you will only feel the presence of God because you like the song. Do you have a relationship with a song or the God that you worship? You have a favorite worship leader. I mean, I know there are really beautiful songs and, and probably worship leaders that, that can really satisfy your appetite, should I say? But you're not, you don't exist for a song. You don't, you don't come here because it's air-conditioned. You don't come here because you like the church. You like the pastor. You like the preaching. You come here because I come and I want to worship God. You know what is worship? Is seeing how big God is. Because if God is so small, you can't worship Him. So pastor, how can I see God in my situation? You know what? At times, we don't see God in our situation because we don't really know God. And I hope you don't wait for a situation to come your way in order for you to worship God. Every day, I hope it's a lifestyle to know God. Because if you want God to intervene where you are right now, and the situation that you're in, it's too late. Now, I hope that you have, you have already established a connection with God. This is why, more than anything, some of us here, we're not, we're not prayerful enough because we felt like I need to do something in order for me to really affirm myself that, that I'm moving forward amidst all the challenges. I hope that, that I can convince myself that I'm okay. 
the counsel here, the advice, is to pray. Because prayer is the most active posture. What do I mean by that? Prayer is communication. Prayer is your date with God every day. There are times, of course, that, that you pray just, just out of the blue. But your, your daily moments with God should be well set. Because that's how you should go about a relationship with God. Same thing with marriage. You prepare for it. You prepare for that dinner date. You prepare for that encounter. More than just preparing is that it should be your goal to shut everything down. How many of you here, when you're praying and reading your Bible, you have your cell phone right beside your Bible? And, and your goal is that, what's the best passage here so that I can post it on Facebook? That's not relationship. You know what I've learned this week, and my wife has been reminding me over and over again? When you're talking to somebody, don't touch your phone. And most of us are guilty. And at times, I would just be talking to a person, and, 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 and I would find ways to touch my phone. It is very demonic. Do you understand? I don't know. At times, I catch my hand moving. I mean, the same thing with our relationship with God. You don't want anything or anyone to disturb your conversation with God. Some of you, the reason why you're so impatient, because you're not praying for what you're impatient of. Turn it into a prayer item. If you're waiting for a doctor, I'm telling you right now, I've, been, I've, been, I, I've tried this week, I, I, I opted to renew my, my driver's license and my car registration. Man, that's the worst thing. And, and this is what I've discovered. There are, there are victory members in LTO. Do you understand? You know what? What the Word of God and the voice of God is suggesting me? I believe it's from God. I'm a pastor. You're a member. Read between the lines. Do you understand? <laughs> But I opted to just, Lord, I want to be patient. Because again, when you go through transformation, the Lord is pruning your character. You pray. In any circumstance or situation, you pray. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick when you pray for people. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. The period of patiently waiting as we go through tribulations and pains is a period of praying and active living. The reason why a lot of us are impatient, we're waiting for something, because you're not using that opportunity to connect with God. Remember when you're waiting, it's not about the what. Usually when you're waiting, what? What's next? What? what are, Lord, what are you doing here? What, what are you doing with my life? You, you always, it's not, it's not what, it's always who. It's not about what you're going through, it's about connecting with God. Do you understand? And that's the reason why some of you are so impatient with a, with a, with a chapter of, 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 your, of your journey, the specific juncture of your life, that, spe- that, 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 that season of your life, why you're impatient? Because you're not praying. What is prayer? Talk to God. How do you pray? Pray until you learn how to pray. You don't have to pray like me. You don't have, you don't have to change your I've met a lot of people. When they pray, they would change their voice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. They would change your voice. You don't have to impress God. Just be who you are. He loves you. Before even you open your mouth, He loves you, period. Amen. This is why, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a... 
man with a nature like ours, like ours, were righteous. Amen? Because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and earth bore its fruit. You know, I quoted the scriptures four days ago. I don't know if you feel the heat the past few days. I go, Lord, it's hot. Lord, I go, Lord, I will do everything. Just don't send me to hell. I mean, because of how hot the past few days is and has been. And he prayed for rain to come. Now, I, I want you to understand that if you don't understand really what, what Christ has done, it says right here in, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight, anything that prevents you from moving forward, and the sin which clings closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is the journey that we're talking about. There is a race that the Lord has created. And it says right here, looking to Jesus. Kaya pala, we're so impatient. We run the race. We complain of what comes our way and the challenges that overwhelms us because you don't look to Jesus. If you want to move forward, you have to look upward. Do you understand? It says right here, looking to Jesus, the founder, the one who started everything and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy, what is his joy? A person? For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What is his, who is his joy? You know, the goal of Christ is to save us. We are his joy. You know why you're excited of the new heaven and the new earth? Because Christ is your joy. Do you understand this? So as you go through trials and challenges, you can take joy. Even though there are times that, Lord, I've been praying for this. Why can't you grant this this business deal? And somebody who's not a Christian took the deal from you. And you take it against God. But because you're changed right now, what's coming out of your mouth is totally different than who you are three years ago. Lord, I don't have it, but I'll rejoice. Let me go to church. Let me be a blessing. Let me help the poor. Let me thank you, Lord God, that still I'm alive. That I still have other projects down the road. I don't really mind. In fact, I will bless that person who has the project that he will excel and be good. Some of us here, we can worship God where we can pray for the people that are blessed by God. It's hard. Lord, bless this. It's hard that you bless. You pray for. There's, there's a demon. I don't want to. It's easy to worship God, but to bless people. Some of you here. You can't even celebrate when somebody's engaged. When, when, when somebody's married, your part for the past few years, you've been invited to a wedding. Diba? Maid of honor for 27 times. Yung ganon, yung, you can't rejoice when people are getting married. You can't be happy for them. But because you're changed, because your joy right now is not just what you will and you plan to accomplish in life, 
Lord, I'm looking forward where everything will be made new. But I hope you don't be so, you, you should not be so mystical that you're just looking forward. Believe God for breakthroughs. In fact, when somebody's sick, you pray. Lord, you're sick. The, the person is dying. What's the point of, of having this prayer? Again, it's not about the healing of the person. It's about connecting with God. It's, you know what I love about Christianity? You don't have a lifetime to learn about Christ. And my point for saying this is that as we go through the challenges, I hope that we're not just people who, who, who just wait for, for the coming of Christ. That's the extreme part. But the more that we struggle, I want you to know that only in Christ we can live prayerfully, confident, and actively as we wait for what is to come. Don't just sit back, relax, and, and enjoy and actively doing who you are in Christ. Yes, there's a new heaven and a new earth. I will, I will soon get there. But momentarily, as of this moment, what do you want me to do, Lord? Should I serve you? Should I give? Should, be, should I be a blessing? Should I, should I really, really uphold my testimony first? Some of you here, you've been a Christian for quite some time. So, as of the moment, why, while we're waiting for, 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 for the arrival of Christ, do we participate? You know, my prayer for you is that while you're waiting and as you go through challenges, I do pray that you will demonstrate the gospel. Just like what I mentioned, the joy of Christ is to redeem us from the pit of sin. And our joy is to be with Christ someday. In fact, even if you're not with Christ, the presence of God is already heaven to us. So as you go through this life, I do pray that though we go through the pains of life, we will not give up. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in our lives. That you secure us every step of the way. that as we press forward and wait for the restoration of God of everything that we see I pray that we will not give up we will not quit can we touch our hearts right now Lord give me the faith to never give up what comes my way no matter how hard life is Lord I will not quit because you did not give up you have endured it you are the author perfecter of my life Lord God that you're in control of my heart, my whole being, my mind. Lord, that you are the Lord of my life. That I fully surrender to you, no matter what comes my way, Lord God. Lord, I will take joy whatever comes my way. Because I'm not doing this alone. Lord, I pray right now that you would look at the condition of my heart. That I will always be submitted to you. Lord, constantly change me, Lord God. At times, Lord God, I have my own approach. But Lord, let your approach prevail. Lord, I don't want to suggest. I don't want to tell you what to do. Lord, have your way in my life. This week, Father, change my heart. Allow me, Lord God, to go through the process of sanctification and transformation. As we continue to be in the attitude of worship, if you're here right now, you're saying, I want God to change me. The starting point of God changing your heart is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you're saying right now, Pastor, I want to follow Jesus all my life. 
and I want to receive Him in my heart and I want to repent for my sins. I want to invite you to pray this prayer after me. Pray this prayer after me so that you will be able to start a new relationship with Christ. Say this prayer. Say this. Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life.